This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault, and today we're asking a very important question. We are asking, why are you telling the pros what to do? Now, the reason that I am bringing this one to you, the reason that I wanted to, you know, go into this a little bit is because I see a lot of people, a lot of athletes out there, I see a lot of athletes out there that think they understand everything about how to train. You know, they think they understand how to properly train their skills. They think they understand how to properly structure strength and conditioning programs. They think they understand everything from day one. And it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And if you're one of those athletes and you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh yeah, some of them, but you know, I actually know what I'm talking about. No, you don't. Because while you've been spending your time building yourself up as an athlete, your coaches have been spending their time learning how to coach period. So you can keep doing the things on your own, but plain and simple, if you want to keep doing the things on your own, you are not going to get the results that you're looking for. And I know that sounds like a pretty harsh black and white statement, but it's the truth. You know, I was recently talking to a friend of mine who works with athletes on helping them cut weight for fights. And he was talking about an athlete that he was working with that was telling him how the weight cut needed to be structured. You know, oh, I need to cut to exactly this weight and this is how I'm going to do it. And this is why I know it's going to work. Even though my friend who's been doing this for years was explaining to him that according to the science, this is what we need to do. And this athlete kept just coming back with, yeah, but, uh, you know, my coach said that we could do it like this instead. So we're going to do it like this instead. And like, yeah, yeah, that's good. But, you know, we're going to try this way instead. And guys, why are you? trying to tell the guy who like helps athletes with weight cuts for a living how to cut weight. It doesn't make sense to me because all the time that you spend training in your sport, all the time that you spend, you know, at home doing whatever else that you're doing, this guy is spending helping athletes cut weight. And I use that one as an example, but this is something I see all the time as well. You know, one of my favorite examples is whenever I put out content, whenever I put out videos talking about how running is not the ultimate way to condition athletes for combat sports, I get pushback based off of nothing. You know, I get people responding to those videos saying, well, my coach said running's good, so you're an idiot. Or, you know, I've got people saying that running is the best conditioning. You should know this. I've got people saying if you can't run, you if you don't run, you'll never win fights. I've had people tell me that none of my athletes are any good because I preach dumb shit like running isn't the best way to condition your sport. You know, I, I hear it all. And what I want to ask you is if you're one of those athletes with any kind of really firm opinion like that, what are you basing that off of? Running is the best conditioning for combat sports. Based off what? Well, my coach said that running is the best conditioning for combat sports. Cool. Based off what? Like my coach said, isn't an actual answer because this is one thing I want to make sure that it's clear. This is not a shot at any one individual coach, but 
coaches that are focused on the sport themselves, yes, they understand the technique. They understand how to teach you how to throw a punch, how to teach you how to throw a kick, shoot a takedown, whatever it is you need for your sport specifically. What they don't understand, for the most part, there are some good ones out there for sure, but what they don't understand, for the most part, is the energy systems it takes to properly develop an athlete to the highest level. Now, if they don't understand this, why do they think that they do? And there's a very simple explanation to this too. Why do they think that they understand if they don't? Because they train athletes you know, in their sport. We're, let's, talk, let's say MMA. So MMA coaches are working with these MMA athletes that are very high-level gifted athletes. And they're making them do these random fucking conditioning sessions that, you know, story for, story for another day. And then the athlete doesn't gas out in the fight. So they go, yeah, I know how to condition athletes for MMA. This is like, this guy didn't gas out this one time that I worked with him. And, you know, he fought and he did well. So what that tells me is you know how to not fuck them up, not how to make them the best version they can be. Because random conditioning sessions that you're throwing together 20 minutes before this before they're actually in the gym focused on just making them sweat or making them go until they drop or burning their legs out at the end of every session isn't the way to properly condition for sport the same thing as if you're fighting for three five minute rounds you're fighting for 15 minutes going for hour-long runs five times a week not the way to fight hard for 15 minutes they're just different energy systems but coaches and athletes alike get stuck in these mentalities of if you're going to fight well, you need to run every single day, but they don't base it off anything. So guys, the reason that hour long runs is not the right way to condition properly for a three, five minute round fight is because the body has three different energy systems. First of all, you have the aerobic system, which is your ability to go for longer durations at a lower intensity. Second of all, you have your anaerobic lactic system, which is, the bridge between anaerobic work or not using oxygen and aerobic work, which is using oxygen. And then you have your anaerobic alactic system, which is your ability to operate at 100% intensity. No matter how you train, that 100% intensity starts to fade after 10 to 12 seconds. So if you want to improve your ability to be at 100% intensity, you need to train in belts of 10 to 12 seconds with complete rest. Now, on top of that, and this, guys, is based off of research and science and a university degree based in this area and years of working with athletes and seeing incredible success working with their gas tanks. Not just he got through the fight, but, wow, he didn't work with me this time, and then he worked with me, and he was entirely different and was able to push a pace he's never pushed before. So... On top of just the conditioning itself, and there, we're going to break down each energy system in future episodes, you also need to be strength training. Why do you need to be strength training? Because, guys, strength is the foundation of the body. Literally everything you do takes strength, takes muscle. We have this weird notion. An athlete I work with told me that his one of his other coaches told him that actually he didn't even really tell him anything. He just kind of stated something while they were training. He looked at him one day and he said, more muscle means that you need more oxygen, which means you gas out faster because the guy was lifting weights. Now, yes, if you are training like a bodybuilder, yes, if you are doing four sets of 10 to 12 reps of four to five exercises focused on isolating on one muscle group four times a week, you're going to get bodybuilding results. 
you're not going to get athletic results. But, but that does not mean that lifting weights is a bad thing. That does not mean that getting strong is a bad thing. Because guys, strength is the foundation of the body. Me sitting up in this chair right now, if you're watching the video, that takes strength. That takes muscles in my back, muscles in my core to keep my spine from falling apart. Now, throwing a punch, as you let the punch go, you're using muscles in your core to rotate, you're using muscles in your shoulder, and you're using muscles in your arm to actually squeeze your fist. As you do all those things, guys, that takes strength. So the stronger the body is, the less of your overall strength that is going to take, and the less of your overall strength you use with every movement you make while you compete, the longer your gas tank is going to survive. So stop with this bullshit about strength making you slow. And if you're an athlete listening to this and your coach tells you you shouldn't lift weights because it's going to make you slow, show them this episode and say, but what about this? And if their answer is, uh, stop listening to them. Because, guys, I will never teach one of my athletes how to throw a punch. I'm never going to try to correct one of my professional MMA athletes on how to throw his leg kick because I am not an MMA coach. What I will do is I will tell my athletes what we need to do in the strength and conditioning gym, how we need to lift to fix any kind of muscle imbalances that they have, how we need to lift to build up any area that's suffering physically for them. Why will I tell them these things? Because while the MMA coach is spending their time improving their knowledge of MMA, improving their ability to coach MMA, I'm spending my time improving the knowledge on how to create a better athlete, how to make you stronger, how to make you faster, how to improve your mobility, how to improve your ability to push a pace. All of these pieces of the puzzle that you need if you want to compete at the highest level. But so many athletes are so dead set on saying, but my MMA coach said I should do my strength and conditioning like this. Or my boxing coach said that lifting weights makes you slow. It's like, cool. Cool. That's great that they're saying those things. But guess what? They're fucking wrong. And again, I'm not trying to take a shot at any one coach here. But if anyone out there is telling you that lifting weights is making you slow, they're fucking wrong. So stop trying to tell the pros in that area what to do. So I'm going to go back to the example I just used. Myself, as a strength and conditioning coach, I will not try to correct one of my athletes' fighting techniques because I don't understand those techniques the same way that their MMA coaches do. I'm not the pro, so I'm not going to tell the pros how to do it. Yet, for some reason, so many sports-specific coaches think that they can tell their athletes how to properly do their strength and conditioning, what they need, how long they need to be running that lifting weights is bad for them, that they should be doing this and they shouldn't be doing that, when you're not the pro in that area. And so athletes are getting these ridiculous notions about training in their head based off of nothing, and then they're coming to professional coaches telling them, this is how my training needs to look. Okay, you've been doing that for a few months now, yeah? Uh-huh. Is it helping? Well, no, but, you know, my coach said this. It's like, well, and if it's not helping after that amount of time, what are we doing? <laughs> it's, I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but 
I really hope that sunk in, guys. The big thing I want you guys to get away, take away from this is that you need to stop assuming that you know. And one thing I want to make clear as well, this goes for me too. If I have a coach come to me and they can actually explain logically why picking up a weight is a bad thing and it actually makes sense based off of science, I'll never have an athlete lift a weight again. But that's not a thing. <laughs> I've never seen any evidence of that. Yes, more muscle means that you need to use more oxygen. However, if you're also effectively training how your body delivers oxygen to the working muscles, but developing the aerobic and anaerobic energy systems within your training too, then that's not a problem because the more efficient you get, the faster the oxygen gets delivered, the less you gas out. So again, if you can logically explain something and actually put science behind it, yes, you should listen. However, if your coach says lifting weights makes you slow because that's what my coach told me 47 years ago, cool. We've learned shit in the last 47 years. Lifting weights doesn't make you fucking slow. It's not how it works. And if you want evidence of that, look at literally every professional athlete that's made it anywhere. If you're an MMA fan listening to this, look at your favorite MMA fighters. Look at any athlete in the flyweight, bantamweight, featherweight, lightweight, pretty much all the way up the UFC, except maybe heavyweight. A couple of those guys are a little slow. But if you look at those guys, they're fucking fast. And guess what? 99% of them are lifting weights multiple times a week. And if there's one, I'm only leaving 1% because I don't actually have that stat, but 99% of those guys are lifting weights multiple times a week. And that is what allows them to be fast. Lifting weights does not make you slow. Lifting weights does not make you injured. Doing it improperly makes you injured. Now, I want to wrap this up with a story because these preconceived notions and these, you know, these times where I hear athletes trying to tell strength coaches or nutritionists or whoever, you know, how their programs need to look based off of information that they have that really is trash. I understand where these preconceived notions come from. I've been guilty of doing the same thing myself, and I'm going to go through a story of exactly when that happens. So one thing for a long time, and I'm not going to get deep into this today because that's a story for another day, and I could go on about it for a while, but you've listened to me rant already. I don't need to go off for you that much longer. Um, one piece of equipment that for a long time I absolutely hated was an agility ladder. Now, if you think you are improving your foot speed by using an agility ladder, you're not because it is a set pattern and all you're doing is teaching your brain how to memorize that pattern. You're not actually improving your foot speed, you're just getting faster as your brain memorizes the pattern. But the second you switch up the pattern, you're gonna be slow again because you're not actually improving your speed, you're working up here. So I hated agility ladders because like, oh, they don't make you, they don't make your feet faster, what, like they're just dumb, they don't work or not, for a long time. And then I had a good friend of mine, Jeff Lavecchio. If you don't know him, you should look him up. I had a good friend of mine, Jeff Lavecchio, tell, talking about agility ladders one day. And I remember right before I could get the words out of my mouth, oh, I hate agility ladders. They're stupid. He goes, well, I don't use them for you know any kind of agility drills because obviously those don't work. But what I do is I use them for warm-ups just to help athletes you know, get their brain working and get the blood pumping. And immediately I just turned red because I was like, oh shit, I've been shitting on agility ladders for four years 
And in 10 seconds, this dude just showed me that this was a preconceived notion based off nothing. Yeah, if you're using an agility ladder to improve your foot speed, you're fucking up. But if you're using an agility ladder to warm yourself up before a workout and get your brain firing a little bit by trying to memorize different patterns, hell yeah. Right? So the same idea as going back to what I talked about with the boxing coach. You know, this boxing coach telling his athlete, well, if you put on muscle, you're going to gas out because you have to, you know, deliver more oxygen to your muscles. It's like, yeah, if you do no conditioning work whatsoever and all you do is bodybuild and you take a bunch of steroids and you put on a shit ton of muscle, you're going to gas out faster when you box. However, if you're working with a strength coach that has two fucking brain cells to rub together and understands that the goal of training for a boxer is not to just put on masses and masses of muscle and it's actually to develop them into a better athlete and they understand how to do that. You're not going to gas out faster because, first of all, the goal is not to put on a ton of muscle and get you huge and jacked. And second, any extra muscle that you do put on, a couple of pounds, whatever it might be, you're also going to be training your body how to more efficiently deliver the energy, the oxygen, through the working muscles. So if you put on two more pounds of muscle through your whole body, five more pounds of muscle through your whole body, but you're 25% more efficient at delivering the oxygen to those working muscles, you're not fucking gassing out and you're going to be able to push a higher pace and you're going to be able to push that higher pace for longer. So it's not about the tool itself. It's about how you implement the tool. So if you're an athlete right now and you're thinking that I shouldn't lift weights because it makes you slow. First of all, I hope this podcast changed your mind. Or if you've got any other preconceived notions, you know, oh, I already know how to cut weight because, you know, I did it one time and I actually made the weight. Cool. Guess what? You know what? A weight cutting specialist might have a thing or two to teach you. If you have those preconceived notions of understanding how to cut weight, understanding how to train, understanding how to do all these things, but you've never worked with a coach who specializes in that area, or you've never spoken to a coach that specializes in that area, guys, you might have some information. There's going to be pieces of the puzzle that you now understand, but you got to ask yourself, what level am I trying to get to? Because if you're trying to get anywhere good, if you're trying to reach the UFC, if you're trying to make a living in your sport, if you're trying to reach the top level, you know, compete against the best, things that I hear from athletes every day, you can't just have some of it dialed in. You can't just be like, well, I know how to train because, you know, I trained for one fight and I didn't gas out. So I must mean that I know everything. Oh, I know how to cut weight because I did one time and I made weight. You know, I felt like shit the next day when I fought, but I got down to weight. So I, I know what I'm doing. If you have that attitude, guys, you're not going to go very fucking far. If you have that attitude, you're not going to go very far. So instead, the ones who listen to this and the ones who understand, they need to speak to a professional that specializes in that area. Those are the ones that are going to be able to separate from you. Because they're the ones who, when you're doing 30% of the right stuff, they're going to be doing 96% of the right stuff. And when you two face each other in competition, guess who wins? The guy doing 96% of the right stuff or the guy doing 30% of the right stuff? The guy doing 96% of the right stuff all the time. So what I really hope you guys can take away from this is that if you are an athlete right now and you're trying to figure things out on your own, yes, you might have some of the information. Yes, you might understand how to do some of the things. However, you do not know it all. 
and investing in coaches, investing in people that are going to actually help you close that knowledge gap is going to be the way that you are going to see the next level. Trying to tell coaches the way that they need to do their jobs, trying to, you know, get like trying to, you know, say, oh, no, 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 but it has to be done like this or whatever. That's not the way to do it. And what I really want to reinforce from that, you know, the energy's calmed down a little bit now, but what I really want to reinforce from that, guys, is that telling the coach, telling your coach how to do their job and telling your coach what you need versus asking questions about why we're doing things a certain way or asking why aren't we doing it a certain way are two very different things. If I have an athlete come in and say, well, I worked with another strength coach and we did things like this, like, why do we do it this way? I love that. Ask me all day long. I love that. I want to answer questions. I want you to understand. What I don't like is when an athlete says, this doesn't work. It has to be done this way. Cool. And why'd you hire me? And also, if this doesn't work, why is it working for all of these people that I've been working with over the last number of years? Right? So there's a very different way in how you approach it. But also, if you're an athlete, you need that open mind. And personally, as a coach, I promise any athlete that I work with, if you have that open mind, so will I. If you come to me and you say, you know, well, I really feel like, you know, we need to be doing something like this because of whatever reason, either I'm going to talk you through why this will work better, or I'm going to keep asking you questions about it, and I'm going to learn something new too. Coaches that are worth they're worth the money that you pay them are open to learning as well. However, if you're coming in trying to tell your coaches that you know everything already, then first of all, you don't. But second of all, you're not going to get very far. So you can either understand that you need help, understand that coaches are going to help take you to the next level, even if you're doing well already, or you can keep doing your thing and you can keep losing. It's up to you. But that is it. That is all for me. I appreciate anybody who tunes into the show at all, especially if you're staying all the way to the end. Thank you very much for that. Now, my one ask of you guys always is that you share the show with a teammate, share the show with a friend, share the show with a coach, anyone who needs to hear this message, anyone you feel would benefit. Or I went off a little bit in this one, so anyone you feel might have a laugh, share it around with them. Tell me your biggest takeaway. You can get you can get at me on all social media accounts. All the links to those will be in the show notes below when the podcast gets posted. Now, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. I'm looking forward to talking to you all again soon. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.